Hi guys, so I want to talk about the significance of inviting God into your situation at the start of the situation and how crucial that is. And so there was a particular situation that came up. Um, I know you guys probably have heard about it or ran across it on your news feed because that's how I heard about it. And when I seen it, I immediately was just like, God, something has to be done. So I just began praying about it. And I know you guys heard about, you know, Kevin Johnson's execution is set for today. And I don't believe in capital punishment because I don't believe in an eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth. And I say that because we, the state or, you know, the judicial system thinks that it's justice to take a life, take the life of someone who has taken a life of someone else. But I don't believe in that because I serve a God of justice and I believe that justice can be served by a person spending their life or their whole lifetime in prison. I believe in second chances, third chances, fourth chances. I believe in rehabilitation. And um, I just believe that people. People have a, a faulty perspective of and definition of what justice really is. And if that if your definition of justice is not lined up with biblical, you know, with a biblical standpoint, then it's not really justice at all. That's not justice. That's actually revenge. Um, so what people are seeing as justice in our judicial system is really revenge. And so I was praying and I was just like, God, you know, I was praying, crying out to God for mercy um, for this man. And um I didn't really read the story, you know, how it came across my newsfeed was, you know, they denied his daughter's appeal to be able to watch her father's execution. And that's when I just I immediately started praying, you know, not for her to be able to watch his execution, but for this to be stopped and for God to show mercy. Um, and so in the midst of that, I woke up and I seen that the governor actually um, did not halt his stay of execution. So. They're proceeding with it. And I immediately just broke down. And I'm the type of person that, you know, I just, man, I, I have a lot of compassion in situations like this. And I'm not, you know, disregarding the crime that, you know, was committed in the life that was taken, um, the life of the officer that was taken. However, this doesn't help anything. Like taking his life does not it does not fix the problem. It does not help the family grieve a little bit better. You know, it, it's actually showing that a deeper healing needs to be needs to take place. Right. It's not taking another life. It's not going to it's not going to take the grief that you feel from losing that person. So anyways, that's another subject. So um, I went to God and I said, God. I can't believe this is happening. Like, I mean, I can, but it's just like, God, the only way this will stop is if you stop it. God, this that I told and I just went to God and I was very honest with him. And I said, God, the judicial system may fail us. The, you know, the appeals will not save us. You know what I'm saying? Because this man was on his last appeal. OK, you know, this was the last appeal what seemed to be. The last appeal that went before the Supreme Court to stop this man from being executed. And I said, what do we have? 
if we don't have a prayer life? What do we have if we don't have a relationship with you and a direct communication with you? Because all that stuff, man's system will fail. Okay. And it's just like, at the end of the day, all we have is faith in you. All we have is prayer. All we have is, you know, the judge of judges. Okay. The courts of heaven ruling on our behalf. And I, I said something and immediately when I, when I said it, I was like, Hmm, I said, God, only thing that's left is you, is you stop this. You intervene. You do something miraculous. That's the only way this is going to stop. The only way this is going to be halted. Right. And he said, I shouldn't be the last resort. And this wasn't had any, nothing to do with Kevin or, you know, the, his case or the situation, but everything to do with me at this point. When I said, God, man's system may fail at any time. All I have is my prayer life and my relationship with you at the end of the day and my spiritual weapons. And a lot of the times we'll find that we've exhausted all of our carnal weapons. We've exhausted every option in the natural. And then we go to God as our last resort. But God doesn't want to be the last resort anymore. And I, I made that statement and I said, and then God, don't, the only way this is going to, you know, something is going to move is if you intervene. And, and that's true in this situation. However, God was showing me something about my own life and how. It's very pivotal that when a situation arises, I invite him in at the very beginning of the situation that he is my only source of life. That I live by biblical principles, that I live by kingdom principles, because at the end of the day, everything in this world can fail at any time, including people. But I got to live by what God has given me, the tools that he's given me spiritually. And not put my confidence and my trust in the systems of this world. And instead of coming to him as our last result or last resort, sorry. That should be our only option, right? I know there are situations that may arise where you need people to move on your behalf and God has to move on people's hearts on your behalf. At the end of the day, it's still him. And I think we exhaust all of our options. And then at the end, we say, God, only you can do something now. Or God is going, you know, you got to, you we don't have no, we don't have no choice but to believe you. And that becomes the last choice when that should be our first choice. That should be our only choice. My only choice is to trust God, no matter what. My only choice is to rely on the spiritual weapons that he has given me, the keys to the kingdom that he has given me. And nothing else. And so I learned in this situation um, from my own personal life, right? That my only 
option is God. I have a choice. Everybody got a free will. But I'm going to make him my first choice. When situations arise, we make him a priority, you know, okay, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added. Right. We, we only take we take that and we only apply it to seeking his face and spending time with him and praying and worshiping. But you need to take that even when a situation arises in your life that looks unfortunate. You need to take that and say, God, I'm going to seek you first and your righteousness. Even in the midst of this situation, I'm going to seek your will for this situation. I'm going to, you know, rely on you and your righteousness when it pertains to this situation that has arisen up in my life. I'm not going to the world system. I'm not going to the world's ways of doing things. I'm going to seek you first on the matter. And keep seeking you. I'm not going to go ahead and exhaust my options in the natural. Go to them and go to that and go to the court and go to this and go to that. And then I'll say, God, I've exhausted all my options. They told me no. You know, the system failed me. And then I come to you as a last resort. And I'm not saying that there's some people that God, you know, he does in the nick of time, you know, they, they come to him as a last, their last resort and they end up getting saved. And you know what I'm saying? He ends up turning their whole life around. And I'm not talking about situations like that. I'm talking about people of faith who are mature Christians. And we go to God as our last resort resort instead of coming to him when things at the beginning of a situation. And so I just understood in that moment, God, you know, we living in a time where all you got is your prayer life. All you got is your relationship with God. Like, what do you if you don't have that? What do you have at this point? How do you how do you stay protected? There's so many things going on in the world and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to scare you guys. I'm not I'm not my my motive behind this message is not to push fear or a propaganda of fear. I'm telling you guys that we're living in a time that is is very wicked. And how can you guarantee that that situation won't be your situation? I and so I was reading Psalms 37. And one of the verses, I don't remember what the verse was. Go read it. Read it in a message version, okay? Cuz this is the message version of that. It says, "Get insurance with God." What is insurance? It's coverage, right? It's coverage in case of an accident. Get insurance with God. That's what, let me go to the scripture. Okay. Give me one second. Almost there. Let's see. It says, okay, Psalm 37, three and four. I'm going to start from one. It says, don't bother your head with braggarts 
or wish you could succeed like the wicked. In no time, they'll shrivel like grass clippings and wilt like cut flowers in the sun. Get insurance with God and do a good deed. Settle down and stick to your lies. Keep company with God. Get in on the best. And so I took that scripture and I was just like, wow, you know, get insurance with God. You know what I'm saying? We have to, we have to literally put our trust in him. We have to literally understand that life in union with Christ is the most important thing in this hour, in this time. Your relationship is all you got right now. You may got, you may have a job, you may have a family, you may have a support system outside of, you know, uh, your earthly support system. However, I'm just, I'm just going to be real with you guys at the end of the day, when it comes to protection, when it comes to peace, when it comes to, when it comes to justice, all you got is God. When it comes to an advocate, all you got is him, Jesus, the Holy Spirit to advocate on, to be an advocate on your behalf. And so this situation, God taught me something through this situation and it's unfortunate and I'm still praying mercy. I'm still praying God do something, you know, (laughs) I'm still praying, but it's just, I'm going to be praying up until the last minute. Okay. Maybe they can't find a vein. I don't know. Maybe the, the, whatever they put in him won't kill him. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't, God, I believe he can do anything. Um, anyways. I just, he taught me something through this and it was just like, wow, I didn't realize how important my relationship with you was in this hour. I didn't realize how important my relationship with you was in times where situations arise in my life, where circumstances arrive in my, arise in my life. I didn't really understand how important my relationship with you was when it comes to living, to just being alive, to just making it in my day to day life. It's very important. It's very important, people of God, to understand the the importance of your spiritual weapons and of your life in the spirit, because that's all you got right now. That's your guarantee. And we're putting all of our all of our hope and all of our expectation and all of our faith and all of our trust in natural resources. And then God, when it should be God first, and then he opens up the resources, the natural resources, spirit first, and then he makes whatever's happening, whatever he's making happen for you in the spirit, he makes it happen in the natural. So it's like we, we have to start, stop doing it backwards. And then expecting results. And so today I didn't really understand. <laughs> I didn't really understand the importance of our your relationship with God is a weapon in this season. Your prayer life is a weapon in this season. I know we have the whole armor of God. God has given us a whole armor to wear. Spiritually. But I want you to know that your relationship with God is a weapon in this season. I didn't say your religion. 
I didn't say your denomination. I didn't say your pastor. I didn't say your, your the faith your pastor has in God. I didn't say your, the covering of your church. I said your intimate personal relationship based off of Jesus Christ revealing himself to you personally, based on the time that you spend with him every day in your daily life, based on your you knowing your identity in Christ and developing an intimate relationship with him through that. By letting him teach you who you are in him. That is your weapon in this season. Without it, I'll be lost. I I mean, I will be lost. Prayer is your weapon in this season. You can't, you can't afford not to pray. What you, you can't afford not to pray in this time. You praying in this time, you need to ask God for a grace. You need to ask God to wake you up and you need to ask God to be alert to the things of the spirit, because if you are alert to the things of the spirit, you will understand in this season how significant and important prayer is and intercession is. You can't afford not to pray. You can't afford not to keep bombarding heaven with those petitions and prayers. You can't afford not to fast in this season. We got to pull out our weapons. We got to understand what our weapons are and the and how to utilize them and how powerful they are when we use when we use them. And how they get even more powerful when we continue to use them. Prayer doesn't weaken over time or diminish over time. As you continue to to build a prayer life with God, it should be getting better and better and better. The only time your prayer life will diminish is if your connection with the Holy Spirit diminishes. Somewhere you're not putting in enough time. Somewhere there's not no, there's not enough effort. That's the only time your prayer life will diminish. And so the more you use your weapons, the more the more you utilize them, the more effective they become. It's not like carnal weapons where they wear and tear over time. These are spiritual weapons that don't wear out. So God has given us weapons that are powerful. Powerful because they come from him and he has all power. And then weapons that don't diminish over time. They don't rot. They don't, you know, wear and tear. Because they're spiritual weapons. And so I know this is a whole nother way, but this is this is what God has put on. This is the whole way the Holy Spirit took me today. Um, the key points to take away from this is to invite God in at the beginning of your situation, not at the end. Your relationship with God is your greatest weapon in this season. Your prayer life is your greatest weapon in this season. Your intimacy is your greatest weapon. It's in those intimate moments where he reveals the things that you need to know, the things that need to be brought to your attention. It's in those intimate moments where he puts on your heart what's on his heart. 
It's in those intimate moments where the Holy Spirit shows you what grieves him, shows you what's on his heart, what he cares about, where he's able to express his feelings to you. And I randomly, I randomly asked Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what's on your heart? I've been doing that lately. Holy Spirit, what's on your heart? And he's been answering. He's been telling me what's on his heart. And it'll just be global things, things that are happening in the world that that's on his heart. So I encourage you guys to ask the Holy Spirit, what's on his heart today? What's on his agenda for you today? What is the strategy in prayer today? Holy Spirit, let me feel your heart. Let me feel the burdens of your heart. Not to the point where it's going to kill me, but, you know, let me feel it to the point where I can handle it and we can partner in prayer about it. Because a lot of the stuff that Holy Spirit be carrying on our behalf, we can't. Can you imagine what it's like when Jesus carries our burdens for us? He tells us to cast our cares on him for he cares for us. He understands that certain burdens people can't walk with because it'll kill him. It'll kill them. It'll literally kill them. How many times have you witnessed somebody walking so with so many burdens, the burdens of life, the burden of their kids, the burden of their husband, the burden of this person and that person, the burden of their job? How many times have you seen somebody go from looking so youthful and so just nice looking to just run down and be down and stressed out because they're carrying so many burdens because they have the weight of the world on their shoulders? And it's literally killing them. They got aches and pains in their body. They're carrying this wound from childhood, that wound from childhood, all these burdens they're carrying. And it's, and it's really starting to affect them. It's literally killing them slowly. And then you see them like, dang, man, look, I like to hit them hard. It probably has. And they probably carrying everything that they've been through. And that's why they look like that. And that's why you need to pray. And I just can't imagine some of the stuff that we give to him because we can't carry it. If we did carry it, what what would our condition be like now? There are certain burdens that God just he knows we can't handle. It'll kill us. And so I just thank God. I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to take a moment right now and thank God that he carries my burdens. That I, it's, it's things that I don't have to carry no more because he carries them for me and I can give them to him to carry. And I don't have to carry those things for years and they weigh me down and cause aches and pains in my body and have me all, all around here stressed out, looking crazy, acting crazy. Because I don't have to carry those burdens. He's my personal burden carrier. And he could be yours too. You guys, be blessed. Have a good day. Y'all be praying, okay? Be praying for uh, Kevin Johnson. And y'all just be praying and bombarding heaven. For a miracle for this man. 
okay? Um, and just... Use your spiritual weapons in this season, okay? Have a good one.